Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Swans Rule. Hey, good day. Chunky Chicken. Hey, hey. And joining us with a very special grand final edition is Punts. How are you guys? Now, where to start? We had a fantastic 37-point win set up by one of the most brutal first halves that we have played in a few years. And now we are in the grand final against the Western Bulldogs. Now, according to the media, the Dogs already have it won. It's a one-man grand final and we don't even exist. And that's the reason I'm guessing you Swans fans are listening to this podcast. We so will give a you... A, this is a Sydney Swans podcast, not a Western Bulldogs podcast. It will allow us to talk about our team and not read about the Dogs all week. And we're going to start off with a, with a review of the... Geelong Sydney preliminary final. Punts, do you want to take us away? Yeah, well, they got off to a uh, they got off to a fire, didn't they? Um, first bounce, I think it was Parker who just tried running out of the uh, the centre with the ball, and um, ever since then uh, the tackle pressure was up and uh, repeat inside fifties. Um, Buddy sort of took control of the first quarter with a couple of uh, good kicks. Uh, going inside 50 and just the pressure pressure around the ball, just the numbers we had around the ball. Um, you know, Dangerfield and Selwood is pretty much their midfield and they couldn't, uh, they just couldn't handle it, even though them two boys played well, but the rest of them just uh, dropped off big time with just pressure around the ball was just far too much. And um, everybody pretty much uh, stood up. The You know, the forward pressure was unbelievable. Midfield pressure, and then even though they had 70-odd uh, Inside fifties, you know, for them to score, I think it was 60, 60 odd points was um was pretty good defending on it. I don't think you know we can we can can on that every week of getting you know seventy odd inside fifties against um you know the Western Bulldogs or anything like that. But um you know that's that's um a good defence standing up with seventy five um or seventy odd uh, inside fifties, even though there was a lot of high bombs, but the ball still comes to ground. You got to get it out of there. So yeah, good effort by the boys. Swans are all your thoughts about the game. Look, oh, before you'd even had time to sit down and scratch your ass and adjust your pants, you, the Swans just had the game pretty well in hand. That was like an awesome start. Just really, it was unbelievable. Even from McGlynn kicking that first goal, I think it was McGlynn, and then Mitchell ducking and weaving and getting that handball out to Parker, I think it was, and he kicked a couple of goals. And I think really Buddy set the tone early. I know he probably didn't end up best on ground for a lot of people, but I thought when the game was won, he was the one strutting about. So he liked setting Tippett up with a couple of goals to get him going, uh, and I thought he was pivotal in, in getting the game set up. The other person I thought, two other people I was worried about, Rowan, going into the game, obviously, after being injured, and Jones coming back from being knocked out two weeks ago and not playing senior footy much, but they were both instrumental in their energy and, and their vigour, and Jones's run off half-back was just outstanding. Uh, Tommy Mitchell, like based when he plays like that, it's like get the contract out and re-sign, give him what he wants because the way he played was outstanding. Um, I thought Jack tackled well; he didn't get a lot of the ball, but his defensive stuff was really good. I think everyone just had their little moments. Even Xavier Rich, just, I mean, he seems to be allergic to getting out in space. He has a bit of a brain fart, but he does his job like everyone else. So that was pleasing, especially with Aaliyah going down as well, and then. Um, Buddy got a bit of a knock, Kennedy got a knock, Parker got a knock, so we were playing a bit sore in the end and held on, but the tackling pressure 
102 tackles when you, you've got more of the ball, I think you're going to win more often than you lose. So that was pleasing. And it's just the way they've come out and responded from that GWS loss has been pretty impressive. Uh, look, that's that's probably mainly it. I think the other the only other person I would probably mention was Rampy. I, th- I thought he was one of our best for most of the game as well, dominating down there back to his best. Then Dick Smith early on actually was really good, so that he faded a bit. But yeah, really pleasing win. Chunky, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh well, uh, me and my partner were both at the uh, both at the game. Um, I figured there's uh, ten minutes to go before the game starts. I go get myself a couple of drinks, except I got stuck in the extra slow line. So I was watching when McGlynn put the goal through and uh, big roar, and the ball still in the centre, and uh, he and he's uh, he's doing his magic, and then it feeds out McGlynn, and yeah, just the game started. Bang, just straight off like that. I thought we started really, really well. And Geelong were, they were way off the boil. They were, they were pretty slow to the ball. Um, their disposal was horrible. Always second best. Um, it was pretty pretty funny that the cheer squad was starting the O'Lays right after the second goal and thinking, oh, shit, it's a bit early for that. And then uh, five goals later, I'm even doing O'Lays up in my stand. So it's um, it a really good, fun game to be at. Um I probably had slightly different best ons than uh, maybe other people did. Um, I know I had uh, Grundy. I'm pretty sure I had um, Jones as well. Uh, Rampy as well. I think I had them as like two of my top four or top five. I know I certainly had Grundy right up there. I thought he was uh, instrumental in keeping Hawkins quiet and you know, Hawkins really didn't do much and Grundy was pretty much body to body, just beat him at every single contest except for one on the wing. Rampy was exceptional. Jones was absolutely fantastic. He was very sure. Like uh, watching him play was very reminiscent of how Shaw played in the uh, in the 12 uh, grand final. Just grabs the ball, runs to the opposite wing, and just bangs it long or hits up a target. Um, and his kickouts were usually pretty good, really solid, straight down the wing to a contest or out in a boundary. Uh, overall, I I thought that um, we shut down a lot of their run in the uh, first half, prevented them from using the corridor, which is their very strong suit, especially when you watch Dangerfield just take it out of the clinches and bang, straight up the middle. Joel Selwood, bang, straight up the middle. Uh, that Muppet, bloody Duncan, ducking and weaving and hanging and dropping straight up the middle, you know, that sort of stuff. So it was really impressive to see that we actually blocked out a lot of the middle, and when they did go, they had to go long and always to numbers. Um it was a bit disappointing to see Ali go down, but uh, seeing him do runs in the second quarter was really positive. Um, yeah, like um, just across the field, there really wasn't any passengers. You know, a couple of players were quiet, like Marsh. Uh, Marsh did his job pretty well. Um, can't remember who was playing on, but he did pretty well. Then uh, Hewitt had nine tackles. Uh, oh, that I can't remember which reporter it was on the AFL site was saying, oh, Hewitt was unsighted, he was just a passenger. I mean, he was he was really up there on the wing and also in the uh, back flank at times, laying tackles, doing a lot of crunching stuff. When he when we really needed it, he was in there on his hands and knees doing the dirty work. So I thought well, I thought we were really good. It was a really good, promising performance. And the fact that they never got within more than five goals was, yeah, really, really, really good. Really satisfied with that. So happy with that. I wanted to also point out two players from the weekend that haven't been touched on too much in his podcast so far. First one was Isaac Heaney. Yet again, um, I had him for best on ground on the weekend. Especially in the first half, he really set us up with a play and his change into a midfield role almost feels like 
It was our secret he's weapon class. that we've been. Sorry. He's just class. Like that one-handed yeah. mark he took. He's just. Yeah, he's just a level above with his use of the ball compared to half the other midfielders in that team. It's just. I don't know. I reckon. I reckon Naismith did a better job, to be honest. He's uh, he's one-handed mark in party time. How good was that? <laughs> I was more impressed with Nathan his tackling on the weekend. That was superb. He had oh. nine tackles and he threw his body around like a madman. And that was at three-quarter time too. He didn't even lay one in the last quarter. Yeah, we had the game one then. We could put the queue in the rack. I just loved his one-headed mark. Party time. Big clunky What about reference. Papley? He was good. <laughs> that goal in the last was excellent. My um, The other player I did also want to mention from the weekend uh, gets a lot of shit on the forums and... He got himself injured, so he couldn't kick three weeks before, hence ruining my prediction. But Gary Rowan was superb on the weekend. The pressure, he ran from about 40 metres away to make a couple of contests in the 4-50. He was scaring the pants off half the Geelong defence. He was a creative outlet for us, and he's got good disposal as well. Like um, For him to come back from looking like he was going to be out for a good 12 months, that was a... Huge effort on the weekend and really showed us what the Bloods culture is all about. And I hope some Hawks fans are listening to this podcast because it still exists. Yeah, he, he was a week late with your prediction, but he, he was he was really outstanding. Just his endeavour and work rate. If he, we need that on grand final day, though. So he'll be important. I reckon he'll be a lot, lot fitter than he was um, in previous years. Normally... He'd blow up at half time or three quarter time, and you wouldn't get yeah. much, much um, defensive uh, forward pressure out of him. And he'd always try, but you wouldn't get much pressure out of him in the you know, third and fourth quarter. But now he's um, obviously off the off season. He had that eight weeks where he um, sort of did his own thing after his hamstring injury. He's got himself a lot fitter, so now that he can run out of game, it's a whole different sort of Gary Rowan. So, um, but uh, that defensive defensive forward pressure, you know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable sometimes that he does that and. You know, if he can get a couple of goals out of it, well, that's exactly what he's worth because I think that we need him in the side to even win on the weekend. So I'm glad that he got through this week of training and he played on the weekend because um, he's, he's definitely an X factor. Well, uh, one of the things that came up big time for us during the game was the scores from turnovers. We, we absolutely killed him in turnovers, especially in the um, forward half. Um, I... Obviously, there's the goal in the last quarter with the uh, big tackle from Papley and, and Franklin. Uh, poor end, right? Kind of feel sorry for the guy. And then you've also got um, Papley sharking that handball. I think it was in the third quarter. Yeah, third quarter when he got two. That was excellent. You know, that reminds me a lot like um, what Kira Jack used to do. Just get right in there at the right time. Just snatch it and run. Um, he's like... Rowan's forward half pressure was absolutely amazing. There was one when he uh, sharked the ball. I think it was in the third third quarter um, when he like did the same thing he did against Adelaide. Just ran through, right time, right place, bang, got the ball. And yeah, he's like what those two are doing, and even McGlynn adding on top of that. That is just excellent. We we desperately needed that. Yeah, even the contest with Monaghan, like you know, I mean, a lot of players wouldn't have ran. You know that hard to get to that contest, and you know would have just you know let him pick up the ball and, and get a kick out sort of thing where you know Gary sprinted and it went out of bounds for a throw in. So you know I mean you always get that opportunity of um 
a throw in and, and, and reset and, you know, get another inside 50, whereas a lot of players, you know, might have backed off and, and uh, let Lonigan pick up the ball and, you know, would have gone anywhere from there. So just just little things like that, you know I mean? A lot of people talk about, you know, Surioli and, you know, he doesn't get high possessions and all that sort of stuff, but it's just the little things that he does that other players shoot themselves and, and turn over the ball or little pressure acts, little tap-ons. So just stuff like that. Everything counts at the end of the day. No. The only, the only other one we didn't really mention, well, there's two of them probably, like Benny McGlynn, he looked like shit most of the year, let's be honest, but he's had a good couple of weeks, especially early. And I thought... Um, Considering he's playing with a buggered jaw, I thought Kurt Tip it was pretty important early. Allow Buddy to get up the ground, and he, he was causing a few headaches down there in the forward line, bringing the ball to ground. And him and Naismith, I think, will go a long way on the weekend. But oh, and the only other one I mentioned from Long, like Chris Scott, he's. I mean, I cheer pretty loudly during a game and carry on in front of the TV, but I'm not coaching a fucking football. Sorry, for coaching a football side, like he carries on like a pork chop. In the box, it's just ridiculous. Any time Geelong have a free against him or turnover, it's like someone stole his coke or something. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I can't uh, there was a happily there was that happily tackle where he got caught high and then he's uh, got his mouth wide open like one of those clowns you throw the balls at. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love that. Me and my partner were watching the replay, just pissing ourselves laughing while watching that. It was, it was just. You know, classic Scott. Twins are idiots, but you know they always uh, they always give us a lot to laugh at. Going on to this week's game, who do you now? Apparently, Aaliyah has only got a slight medial ligament sprain uh, strain, and is actually more likely than not to come up for this week. Um, McVeigh is supposed to be able to come back. Mills is considered a strong chance. What do you guys see happening with the team, Chunky? Um. Now, obviously McVeigh wants to play a grand final, but let's face it, he's been pretty bloody awful this year. And uh, even fully fit, he's been pretty awful. And unfit, he has been woeful. So I'm kind of hoping that he goes, yeah, no, I can't put my hand up. But if all three are up, you're basically looking at potentially Laidler and uh, maybe Marsh or Hewitt will come out. Uh, Personally, Aaliyah Aaliyah stays up uh, and then Mills gets up. And he comes in for Layla because I think um, I don't think Layla is going to have a lot of joy uh, against the the dogs forward line. Uh, you got players like Hunter Smith. Um, uh, what's his name? Number nine, having a bit of a mind blank at the moment. Um, but they got a lot of medium sized fast forwards, uh, really good overhead. You got Dixon as well. Um, you know they they're quite quick. Uh, Duncan. Oh, Duncan Dunkley. Uh, so they do have a lot of pace. They're not very tall. They're not very big. But a player like Alayla would definitely be exposed. I think uh, Harry Marsh and Mills would be better suited towards playing um, those back pocket roles purely for their size and pace. Um, foot skills probably won't be as much of an issue because you got Jones back in the side. And there's no way that Jones can drop after that game. And I just hope Mills and Alayla are in, that's all. Punts, what are your thoughts on the ins and outs this weekend? Yeah, I keep racking my brain as well. I think definitely, obviously, McVeigh's going to get up. He pretty much declared himself a bit on Friday night. Um, I think he'll get up, but I think if he does come in, I think he needs to play off um, half forward. Maybe maybe as stiff as it will be, it might have to be for Hewitt. Um, I think his ball use still going inside 50 is probably still the best in the teams. Um, when he plays off half forward wing, I don't think... I'll, 
as I said, don't want him off half back because I think he'll get turned inside out by, you know, you say your Dalhouses, um, McRae's, um, you know, your Smiths and all that sort of, uh, all them sort of players, he'll get, he'll just get turned, he'll get burnt. So I think he needs to play. If he does come in, I think he needs to play off a half forward, half forward flank and maybe for a Hewitt just because of his ball use going inside 50. Um, because if, if Mills does come in, you can have Mills and Jones still playing off the wing half back, so you don't need McVeigh in the back line. But who, um, I guess, yeah, or Hewitt, I guess if Mills does come in, it's probably going to be Laidler. They're both, you know, they both always um, leave their man and come across and, and, and help out. That's the sort of role Laidler's playing, um, you know, at the moment with just coming off and, 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 help, and um, helping out the others. And Mills plays the exact same sort of role. But um, obviously Mills, you know, you get that you get that rebound as well with his ball use and his speed. So I think it'll be Laidler for, for Mills if you were to look at it like... Um, uh, like that, and um, I guess, yeah, that that are the only two, the two changes I can sort of see. Um, yeah, McVeigh, McVeigh, because I don't think I can't see how um, Jones is gonna, Jones is, I mean, gonna get dropped after the weekend, and we need him as you see for so for a Dayhouse or, or a Smith, someone like that. So uh, they stay in for me, and I think Ali will play. Yeah, I hope Aaliyah gets up personally over the weekend. Um, Swans rule, what are your thoughts on the ins and outs? Uh, well, let's presume Aaliyah plays, and I hope he does, and it sounds probably will. Uh, look, I, McVeigh, I, I still think McVeigh is our best user of the ball when he plays that half-forward wing role, like Punk said. I don't think he can play off half-back anymore, and I don't think he needs to. So if McVeigh was fit and he's the captain, I think Horse will pick him anyway, so... Look, two weeks ago I would have dropped McGlynn for McVeigh, but you can't drop him now. So it's sort of leaves you it by default. You're not going to drop Hatley, um, and, and you're not going to drop like Tippett or Buddy or Rowan. So that's a, sort of who's left. So that's sort of Hewitt maybe the unlucky one. Um, unless you just did bring McVeigh in for a Marsh or a Laidler, presuming Mills wasn't fit. But if Mills is fit, I think he's such a classy user. He's got to come in. Marsh seems to be preferred over Laidler, but I'd probably actually keep Laidler over Marsh personally, but it's one of those two, so I think that's sort of where the, the changes will be. Uh, yeah, it, it might just come down to if Aaliyah's unfit, though McVeigh comes in for him and they shuffle the decks, but I think McVeigh's going to play on that, just you know, just for centre-type role where he, he uses the wheel, keeps it low for Buddy and Tippett, so that's sort of all I see. I don't think there'll be any other changes, though. And I'm not sure about Mills. I love Mills, obviously, and he's a classy player, but can you bring him back after playing one quarter of footy in three weeks, I don't know. Yeah, that's what worries me with Mills. I do think um, I think he'll be McVeigh in for Laidler or Lear to play. But Mills is the interesting one. Do you one. feel sorry for Laidler, though, when we say that? Yeah, I do. He wasn't bad last week in, in the sliders. He was actually pretty good. But, look, I, I, I think we've got enough. We don't need someone that's slow in defence on the weekend. But we're going up with kind of a different opponent. You're going from pretty much... The tallest side in the AFL being Geelong to one of the smallest forward lines in the Geelong uh, in um, Western Bulldogs. So it's, it's just, a whole different, whole different opposition. I think Marsh only because of leg speed, pure leg speed over over uh, Laidler. Marsh is also yeah, a better kick point. than Laidler as well. What about Hewitt though? Don't we need Hewitt's defensive pressure? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I reckon. And that's, that's also my other thinking as to why I don't think McVeigh should come back in because. Well, he's not very fast. He's a great user, but his, his defensive side of his game is is just 
dire at the moment. Like he's he hasn't he's not laying any tackles. He's not really doing much defensive pressure. He gets the ball. He uses the ball well, but he's a passenger. If the team's not going well, he's he kind of has zero impact on the game. The if issue is if McVeigh well. actually does have a good game on the weekend, a good McVeigh game can win you a match of football. Yeah. Oh, the thing I, is, the I, thing I is, he's going to play. Him as captain. Yeah. The thing is, he's going to play. So, yeah, no, sorry, yeah. he's going to play. So I don't, we might as well, you know, as much as people don't want him to play in that, he's going to play. He'll be lining up on Saturday, he'll be running out of the team, so he, he'll be playing. Um, there's no two ways about it. If he declares himself fit, Paul's isn't going to turn around and say, no, no, you know, the captain's not going to play over Hewitt or someone like that, so she's playing. Hewitt, <laughs> I'll say this now. Which has is, is gone a bit shit, I, I agree, but... I mean, Parker's a great tackler. Jack's a great tackler. Mitchell, Kennedy. Look, we've got enough defensive players. We haven't got that many players who get the ball, fall to centre, and hit Buddy, like, ace out on the tip. And McVeigh can do that at the end of the day. So I'll forgive his defensive efforts a bit if he plays forward. And at the grand final day, everything on the line, one game. I think he's shown enough to show that he's the player who'll crack in and, and go for it. And I've been critical of his defensive efforts all year, don't get me wrong, but a fit McVeigh is... He's a best 22 every day of the week. It's just, so as long as he's fit, he should play. And I'll back him to be courageous enough to say, I'm right if he's not right. So hopefully that's what will happen, I guess. If he's not right, he'll put his hand up and point out that he, you know, he'll point it out that he's not ready. Now I'm going to mention some players from the Dogs and um, we'll just like to get how you guys will try and cope with them on the weekend. Put yourself in horse's shoes. Um, first player... <laughs> First player is the obvious one, Bontepelli. A little bit inconsistent, yeah. but if we let him get off the leash, he will destroy us. Well, nah, just, someone and someone go after his hip too. He got a jab. He got a jab on a Saturday night for his hip. So someone go after him. Uh, we'll take care of him. Just a knee straight in the side. That'll be it. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think we're a team that does that. Luckily. Oh, I don't it's a grand final Hawthorne yeah. all the time people go oh my god on Hawthorne they, unsociable they, football they, you know they, oh my god they can't do that they can't do that. who gives a flying F they, they've got three cups for it so who cares at the end of the day does Hodge really care about some bloke that said he's a bit of a dog I don't think so just go after him hurt him I don't care hurt the hurt Jong too hurt him especially all. early 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 yeah, hurt him yeah. all yeah. oh he gets the ball and tries to run off half back yeah. just crunch him fucking shit yeah. out of him yeah yeah, yeah. That Johannesson, he looked like on, on Saturday night, he looked like he, he, he was a sub when he cut like on in the fourth quarter. He was still running on top of the ground. The rest of the blokes were stuffed. He needs to be stopped. Um, that's one bloke you've got to go after. Maybe Ben McGlynn can do a half-forward roll on him. Just the best that. thing Horst did on the weekend was, I think it might have been, only bounced, there was a bit of a kerfuffle and he rebounced it. Rowan came steaming in off half-forward and Jones came steaming in off like half-back or the wing. Just crashed into the contest. I want to see that shit again. Like, Jones, that's why he's undroppable for mine, because he's had it harder than a cat's head. He'll run straight at someone like Bot Pelly or Johansson or, or some of these guys, and they got the weight of the world on, on the dogs. Like, we can talk about this fairy tale, but those fans haven't seen, you know, anything since black and white bloody film day, so they're desperate to win. Like, crunch them up, the pressure's on them. Yeah, yeah. I reckon a few head-to-heads, I reckon, say, Bont and Pelly with Josh Kennedy... Maybe Liberatore with Tim uh, uh, Mitchell. Do you reckon he'll play uh, Bolton Pelly up forward, though? Oh, he'll uh, rotate he'll, him. He'll rotate him like he normally does. If he rotates Bolton Pelly up forward, we just stick Rampy on him. Because he no. rotates Stringer off half-back as well. 
a bit yeah. to, give, to give him a little bit of a run. But you know, Stringer's the thing with Stringer is when he's hot, he's hot. But I think it's got, I think Rampy can hold him if, if that's going to be the matchup. And there's another bloke, Hunter, as well. He gets on under a lot of people's guard as well. He's a good player, Hunter. And I think maybe Lloyd. He's a, he's a, he ducks. Lloyd, yeah, he's a good player, and he sets him up. He uses the ball good as well. So I think he needs to be maybe just you know him and Lloyd can probably go at it off a wing, something like that. But um, I think it's going to be one. Oh, it's always win it, one in the midfield. But you know, I mean, I, I can't say if Buddy has a day off, a day out, who's going to you know stop yeah. him? But there's a lot of players that can, you know either, either end, yeah, either end, either end as well. You know what I mean? You can say that for them as well, but. You just got to stop there. That, all their setups off half back. It, it's always has been. It's oh, you know your your Sucklings and your Johannessons and stuff like that. Sucklings, I'm not too worried about. But Johannessons the one that he, he almost won the game off his own boot on the weekend of that run down the centre, and they got a goal. Bondapelli got a goal out of it. You know, I mean that got him going. Yep. So he's one that needs to be stopped. And your Hanson's going to get it and run and kick it. He's never. I don't think I've seen him handball ever. Yeah. He just seems yeah. To kick it. It's in Dalhouse. He's been awesome in September. I reckon. Yeah, he didn't play, play against us last time, so he needs to be. Oh, it's just another little that needs to be stopped. But I think if I, I was coaching Tony... against the dogs, I I wouldn't give a fuck if. So I keep swearing, boys. I wouldn't care if Josh Dun- John. No, Dunn swear as much as you want. I'm not mod anymore. He can't kick. He can't, he yeah, kicks like a Swans midfielder, Al Dunkley. So tag all <laughs> the others and just don't even play anyone on him. He can have 45 touches for all I care. Well, you probably win the Norm Smith now. I said that, but he just doesn't hurt you like the other guys. Well, Bonta Pally hasn't had a big final series, and uh, well, most of the teams have put a pretty hard Did tag you miss on the Hawthorne game. I thought he was pretty good. He just, but he does things at the right time. Yeah, he does knows, things you know, at the right time. He does things at the right time, and as I he said, only I needs five minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. His second, he was. Well, his second half was pretty good against Hawthorne, but his first half was uh, kind of. Completely absent. He wasn't really doing anything. Yeah, but they, where did they win it? They won in the third, third fourth third quarter. Yeah, yeah. And he got twenty-seven touches. Well, even had seven hitouts. A couple of tackles. Kicked two goals. Like he can. He only has to play for ten minutes. He can't. Doesn't matter. He's not a. He's not going to get forty-five touches all day. He's an impact player, in my opinion. I don't like, think he needs more attention than anyone. Well, we can't afford to go head to head with him. We have to put a hard. We have to put a hard midfielder on him, and I think Mitchell will go to him. He's going to give away height and size, but it's not like he hasn't done it before. Tom Mitchell, yeah, Bond Pelly. Well, Bond Pelly's not that fast. He's not, <laughs> he's that, not that fast. fast. <laughs> he's got about ten centimeters. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter. He's going to be with him. I'm getting off Bond yeah. Pelly for the Norm Smith if Tom Mitchell lines up next week. Uh, I reckon <laughs> just go head, head, go head to head with him. Him and Kennedy just go head to head. Ben McGlynn yeah. comes in with his actual head, headbutts his um, <laughs> headbutts his hip, and he has to get jabbed. Yeah, that's how short he is. I think um, I think Punch would pick Nick Irvis this week. Just to oh, yeah. go run through a few. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to smash these freaks. I don't care. All I'm thinking about yeah. is the 2014 final. I just want to go after him. I just want to oh, be yeah, brutal. Be brutal. Even Liberatore, I've seen him. I've seen him um, limping on the on the TV. Just kick his ankle while he's on the ground. Who gives a fuck? Just fucking smash him. Smash I'll tell you what. If Shane Biggs runs off half back <laughs> and sets up play all game, I'll be spewing. Yeah, absolutely spewing. Yeah. You watch Dixon learn to kick on the weekend too. Hasn't been able to kick for shit this finals, but it's only about hitting the goals again. Yeah. I think Stringers are an X factor for them too. Like that'll be yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. And Rampy has to go to him. Like well, no from, one else but Rampy. From memory, he got him going at the SCG, didn't he? Uh, this year. Yeah. He kicked a couple of crucial yep, goals. Just five minutes. Got him going. Yeah, just five minutes. So. 
That's what I said. He can, he, he, he's played like shit this final series, but as you said, he only takes five, ten minutes and he can win it off his own boot. Oh, I mean, he's had the shit year, really. Since yeah, he was All-Australian last year. But he's yeah. dangerous. And Caleb yeah. Daniel, I like the way he goes about it. Good little player. But he yeah. was a bit nervous against the Giants, so get into him early too. Yep. Go after yeah. Pricks. I reckon that's going to be a real physical first quarter. Just a lot of bodies hitting each other. Yeah. It'll I think our biggest advantage is Tippett and Naismith. If they, they need to dominate the game. They need to kill them. Because Tom Boyd pinched in the ruck and made Mumford look second rate because Mumford was too wussy to go after anyone he didn't want to get suspended. So I thought he played pretty shell. I thought Tom Boyd actually held his own. That was pretty good. Yeah, handy. I did too. Yeah, I reckon he played well. Yeah, Cost I reckon the GWS the game. So yeah. the Naismith Tippett... I think Aaliyah Lee could expose that Cordy. Oh, yeah. Cordy's a dud. Yeah. He'll play off him. He'll probably won't even man up on him. He won't have yeah. to man up on him. Yeah, no. Nah. So I reckon, you know, and handling down back in that, surely Buddy can get a hold of man. Morris normally goes to um, Buddy, doesn't he? Let's down a little bit of height, but... Yeah, yeah. correct. Oh, but if you pull They just stop three. all those handballs. Yeah. Bloody, they yeah, handball, really handball, good. handball. Really good. They're one of the best teams. They're like us, sort of. You know, when they get their handball game going in congestion, they're really good. Um, one other player that we're not so even side. Yeah, is um, Eason Wood. We can't afford to bomb it away because he, he reads the play so well. Eason Wood, he plays that roll off. You know, he rolls off his player and, and intercepts all, all day long. So we can't afford just to smack it in there and, and hope you know someone's going to mark it because. Um, his intercept markings are, you know, pretty elite. That um, Eastern Wood, so that's we've got to lower our eyes like we did in the first quarter of the Geelong game. Yeah, I agree. Now we've just... got some duds though. Yeah, <laughs> like Hamling, Cordy, even Dixon, McLean. There's bit, like who, who are they? Clay Smith though too. He was really good against the Giants. Like him bobbing up for the goals because their forward entries reminded me of ours on a shit day. Against the Giants, I thought, geez, that was going to cost them the game. And he just kept bobbing up and kicking goals. They almost yeah. kicked themselves the out of that game. Wasn't when there the ball only four different goal scorers or something like that for the whole game? Yeah. Up until the fourth quarter, four different goal scorers. Four different goal scorers, yeah. Mm. Dixon, um, Smith, Bonton. Oh, yeah, there was like four different goal scorers. So. Uh, Dixon, Smith, Cordy, and I'm trying to remember who the other one was. Did Stream get one? Oh, Caleb Daniel, I think. Um, before then, before then. Uh, well, it was only Bottom Belly, Daniel, and Smith got a goal. That's right. I think. Oh, I think yeah, or McRae or someone. McRae, yeah. 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 But yeah, I think um, he re- oh, I really like his game, Smith. So, And if there's one weakness of our number one ranked defence, it's when the ball hits the deck. Yes. We can be a bit crap. Well, with Jones in so well, Joseph Mills back in is definitely going to fix that for us. That's if Mills can run. Like you're asking a kid at what 19 years old with a hamstring injury to come back and play off no fitness. I just don't know if it's unfair to expect much from Mills. Well, he's a 19-year-old who almost made All-Australian and probably should have been in the All-Australian team, even for a debut season. Yeah, well, but he's had a quarter of finals footy in his career. Three yeah, but look at, look at Caleb Daniel as well. Caleb Daniel was second in um, Rising Star, so... And he almost shut shut down on the Giants. <laughs> but this yeah, one thing, I don't know. Game, he dominated the Hawthorne game. He was like probably best on in the Hawthorne game. We're close to it. Now I was having a look at the um team we played against them earlier on the year where we kicked ourselves out of the match and lost by um 
four points and points. a shitty after zone kick. Um, but earlier on in the year, we played Nankervis, Sinclair, and Rose yeah. and Towers in the team. Well, there's your problem right there, Sinclair. Uh, well, you just said it. <laughs> Absolute done. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, Towers, absolutely awful. And McVeigh, who will hopefully come back into the team. Compared to what yeah. we played last week, we had Marsh, Aaliyah, Tippett, Naismith, and Papley. Buddy, kick, yeah, buddy kicking that day was shit. Five goals, four. Didn't Dalhouse not play and a few others? Yeah, Dalhouse didn't play for them. Clay Smith? No, Clay Smith played. Oh, did he? So he was Dale Smith Web and McRae. Roughhead didn't play. Roughhead didn't yeah. play. Okay. Did Adams play that day on, buddy? Adams? Yeah, Adams played. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, so it's probably going to be Hamley or Morris. Did Morris play? Yeah, Morris, yeah, Morris, Morris played. played. Okay. So, now, yeah. the other one I was also thinking about going into um this weekend as well, the other big factor for us, we'll play, we had Haney greatly out of form at that time as well. He only got four disposals that day. That was when he started getting rested from the side. And, the one and, and what did McGlynn top... McGlin get, like, nine? Yeah, McGlynn got nine. Um, Rowan so only got seven. Sinclair got seven, hopefully. And I that's remember Nick seven... Smith was pretty shit, too. Yeah. Didn't our top midfielders get all 30-odd? It's a little bit of a worry, because normally when our midfield dominate, we win. <laughs> Uh, Boyd got 32, Hunter got 31, Bontepelli got 29, Pickens Oh, you've got... been on our team. Parker yeah, had a Kennedy. Oh, Parker had a Kennedy, yeah. Didn't they all get 30 plus? And normally when, you know, them yeah, guys they did. Yeah, they did. 30 plus, we win. Which is but everyone else. Concerning. But everyone else was shit. Yeah. Hey, guys, Sinclair took a mark that game. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's that was when the... Probably half time or something in the warm uh, <laughs> That was the fitness test on the side when after the stretcher. <laughs> well, can we actually... Seriously, can we, we actually um, should have... Send the hat around and the listing now. Like, oh, send him back to fucking Port Melbourne. So, yeah. He wouldn't get a kick in the VFL. Kick up the arse, maybe. Well, yeah. at least he played ball games in Jeddah. Yeah. Oh, no. so what? Still take Jetta back in heartbeat. Oh, would you take this year's Jetta back? Yeah, no, I'll Sinclair and get him a draft pick back to get Jetta back. <laughs> That's how shit Sinclair is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd have to win. Oh, sorry, we're talking about the grand final, aren't we, boss? <laughs> it's alright, and it's all good, Banner. Yeah, I was just wondering, because look, it's from our side, of, like, I know they were missing a few players as well, but. From our point of view, I think that's a huge lot of changes. Can I give you my honest opinion? It doesn't matter flying frig who won the last game or who played or any of that crap. Once you get to the grand final, it's just anyone, you know, two yeah. teams. You're not going to get Brisbane or Essendon in the grand final. Anyone can win. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter who's got the wood over who. Like, no. Go back a few years ago, Collingwood had the wood over us and we beat them in the prelim to get to the granny or whatever. I think it was 2012. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 2012. They're a good side, and we'll have to play bloody well yeah. to beat them, and we should beat them. And another thing is setting the tone. That's the one. Yeah. I reckon that's the number one thing. You have to set the tone early. If you're just gonna, I think Sydney, as I said, I have to go after them, just like Hawthorne set the tone in, in us in fourteen. You know, I mean, Buffhead went after Hanbury, um, and they all, you know, they went after us and set the tone, and we shit ourselves. You know, what I mean, I think that's what we have to do with the dogs because. If you don't set the tone early and, and go after them and you know be brutal, well, they're always going to think they're in the game. Then, do you know what I mean? And it'll eventually, you know, you, you never know. I think we have to go out of them and, and intimidate them. 
Yep. Because if you look at, like, if we go positive, like, look at 2012, Hanover jumped in for that mark, didn't give a crap, he got belted into, Jetta ran off the wing, Malczewski pulls the goal out of his ass, like, we set the tone that day, that, yeah. hey, we're here, and we're not going away. Whereas How 2014, we, yeah. 2014, they got off the bus with a dummy in their mouth and thought, well, jeez, we're shit hot, and got smashed. Yeah, that first goal. That first goal looked like, oh, yeah, we're on. And then. But even if you watch it, like I've watched that replay, I don't know why. We sort of, like, Kieran Jack could have kicked that goal, but can't swing onto his wrong foot. And then Sam Reid could have kicked his goal and farts in the goal square. Like usual, Hawks run away. We sort of had to do this linky handball and Kennedy bomb it to get that first goal. Like, it wasn't convincing. Hawks said that Hawks had it in hand pretty early that day. We we never looked right. So, set the tone, you're right. I still remember that Jetta kick out in, um, I think it was like either the second or the fourth quarter, because that was the end of the ground I was at, and um, it just sailed back over his head about four seconds later for a goal from Hodge or something like that. And there's was no that Rowan, wasn't it? it? No, 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 it was Jetta's kick out. I thought Rowan kicked it straight to Hodge and he bombed it oh, maybe over his head was, for a goal. Nah, Rowan kicked it out and Benny McGlynn just stood there like as if the game was yeah. over and Hodge ran in front of him and Hodge ain't got no pace. Just yeah, exactly. That's right. That's and then wild. there was there was a Jetta kick out where the same thing happened, which just went straight to Hawthorne player and straight back over his head. Yeah, but you can't tell me that Clarkson that didn't say to Ruffhead, go after Hanabry, go after. Of course not. No, I mean, like they yeah. absolutely they've done that. Yeah, yeah And you know that, that's what you have to do in a grand final. You've got to get in there, you've got to be physical, and you've got to intimidate. You've got to yeah. stamp it. Yeah, you watch Buddy. He'll go after him on the weekend. There's no two ways about it. And I just hope other players can follow. I know we're not that sort of team, but I really do hope that Benny McGlynn and a couple others try and rough up a few blokes because I think you have to set the, t- the tone early and just get them on the back foot and you know get them a bit a bit you know, yep. fear, 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 fear in their mind. Even two weeks ago when Mumford was going after Buddy and Stevie J's clanging in, we stood back and watched it happen. Yep. Like, yep. No one came in and said, get, you know, protect the best bloody nine-year, ten million dollar deal. You might want to protect him. He's a match winner. Like get in there and bloody help him. Brian yeah. Lake K's his head in 2014. Where's someone to help him? Like. Yeah. Yep. yep. Set the tone early because if, if if you don't set the tone early, then they won't be afraid. You know what I mean? At all, they'll just yep. play there. And that comes down to if the captain's going to put his hand up and say, "Yeah, I'm fit, fellas. I'll play me." Then he's got to be a big part of that. I reckon coming in and yeah, we talked about his tackling. It's not even tackles. It's just physicality, getting the ball, making your presence felt, and show that you, we're here. You want to win this, you're going to have to play bloody well. And the other yeah. issue is, and you can call me a sook or you like everyone, but the dogs umpiring this year's 100 free kicks more than against. That's ridiculous. And surely that won't happen on a grand final again, but I hope someone's aware of that shit they get annoyed. Well, you know, with yeah. Stevic's in there, he's going to be against us. He's going to think it's Hawthorne again. You know, as I said, I don't want him to go out and, you know, start. Alton blokes and stuff like that. That's not a thing. But I just want them to swarm players, like as in, like on the weekend, where you got two or three Swans players tackling one Geelong bloke, and the and the player thinks I can't be bothered getting the ball again because these pricks are going to fucking smash me. You know what I mean? That's what that's the fear you want to put in the dog's mind. You want to say I don't want to fucking put my head over the ball because I'm going to get smashed by about three Swans. That's what you yeah, want to say. It feels early. like a yeah. different game. It's a different yeah. game. They're like, oh yeah. shit, this is on. I like yeah, this on the weekend. Handball's the tip at tip at goal. He's right in Lonigan's face like, you can't stop me. You, yeah. you don't even belong on the field yeah. with me, mate. That's what we want to see. Well, yeah, the one thing GWS big. didn't really do was, like, they tackled in pressure, but it, it didn't seem like they were really that up in their face. The dogs could have run away with that game a lot earlier. Well, Jeremy Cameron, did he even turn up yet? Because he was no. 
shit yeah, ass. Yeah, well, like one touch up until the end of the third quarter, it was shit ass. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, like, I think that's one of the, like, even though the Hawks put down 100 tackles and they only got three free kicks, as, you know, Clarko will bitch about, but they didn't really have, they, they had pressure in the last game, but they didn't really have the sort of pressure that we gave to Geelong. I don't think nah. they did anyway. But they had to bring it to GWS, but GWS didn't bring it back as much. And you could see it the last quarter. They slacked off and dogs were working their asses off to win the game. And GWS just stopped and that was really it. Like um, when Johannesson ran through the center and um, drilled it in and they got the goal from that, that was pretty much the writing on the wall. They weren't going to get another goal. I think GWS attitude was pretty poor. They're just so talented <laughs> they stayed in the game. In my opinion, like oh, they, they'll, they go they'll, learn it. they'll learn a hell of a lot from that, unfortunately. But and be, be better for it next year. But yeah, they they didn't come at the right intensity like they, like they did week one when they got into us. They just got caught up in the physicality a bit too much, which is where you can go wrong. Well, I mean, if both and, teams are scrapping after each quarter break like they were, you know, you oh, got, it was you, every it was every stop stoppage. Yeah, though. they were just jumping. I think Ward Ward going down was massive. Because he would have probably pulled that shit, yeah. you know, back a little bit and said, "Oh, you know, let's focus on the game." And he stands up at the right moments too. Um, what he's he's pretty underrated player, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, you know, might have and been. And he sure has lost the plot a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was carrying on like a bloody pork chop down in the back pocket, screaming at his teammates. Never even seen that from the Swans. Only McCoyney does that, and he doesn't even do it as much. Yeah, sure. He just he doesn't he just, do it like that though. <laughs> no, he just points and says, "You're you cocked that up." <laughs> But yeah, oh look, I think if we're able to bring our um, intensity to uh, to dogs, I think they're going to really struggle. They're going to um, struggle with their handball game, and their ball use going forward has been absolutely atrocious this final series. No, no two ways about it. They might have scored a lot of goals against Hawthorne, but they got a lot of goals, easy one on ones, and out the backs. Other than that, like their balls forward were just shocking against GWS. Yeah, do we have predictions for this weekend? So we'll go a prediction, a sure thing, and a Brownlow medal tip. Swans rule? Uh, Brownlow medal. Well, having watched what he gets away with on the weekend, I think Dangerfield will win it probably quite comfortably. I know he's favorite, but I think he'll get like 34 votes because um, you can't tackle him. That's why he gets so many contested possessions. But he is a gun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, prediction for the game. Look... I hate jinxing it and everything, but I, if you had said I could have the dogs a few weeks ago, I would have said pretty confident, though I do really rate them and I think their speed travels us. But I think grand final day, if we play our best, I think we've just got too much up forward. So midfield gets on top, Swans win. They have a habit of making a sweat on grand final day. So I'll say oh, 17 points. They won't let us know it's over too late. Norm Smith, I'm going to say Buddy will actually win Norm Smith. He'll kick five goals. And, and, you know, get 20-odd possessions. Uh, sure thing, uh, I don't know, Bob Murphy to be interviewed for about 56 minutes of AFL 360 tomorrow and then pop up <laughs> on the couch and then probably get a handy from Robbo on Thursday night before the game as well. And, then, yeah, they'll just be licking Murphy's juice off themselves by the end of the week, I reckon. Punts? <laughs> um, my prediction is... Well, we turn up like uh, we did on the weekend. We we win by six goals, seven goals plus. Um, Brownlow medal. Oh, he can't go past Dangerfield. He's probably going to win it by a fair length. Um, best on will be 
Luke Parker. Luke Parker will win the Norm Smith. And um, my sure thing is um, the Dogs will get a runner-ups medal probably on the day um, because they're just so brave. Okay, Junkie? Oh, that's harsh. Oh, they can get a, what is it, a medal for participation? Give it to yeah, them at least. Like yeah. <laughs> like um, Brownlow, yeah, of course, Dangerfield. Um, just the way he uses it, though, it's kind of criminal that he's going to win at a time. He's a great player, but whatever. Uh, sure thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I reckon there's going to be a bit of a bit of a circle jerk on the AFL. Uh, 360 and uh, throughout the week on the AFL side about the dogs and how courageous they are and against the odds and all that sort of nonsense. And then, you've, yeah, this is going to be a bit bit too much, I think. Norm Smith, I reckon Heaney. Heaney's had an awesome final series so far, and I reckon he can continue doing that. Uh, really looking forward to him just um, busting in on the grand final. And Swans by four goals. I reckon we're going to finally break that, break that barrier, 10 points for a grand final win. Sure as hell would be nice. Okay, my Brownlow prediction is Kennedy to get the most votes at the Swans. He will outvote Parker. My prediction for the grand final, I believe, will win by around 30 points. If we turn up, that is. If we turn up, I think our football is just a little bit too strong for the Dogs, and I'm secretly hoping that they feel like they played their grand final last week to see them all crying in the rooms and celebrating in that. Hoping they may be a little bit emotionally checked out. Not to mention we'll come out breathing out fire, especially after 2014. My prediction for the Norm Smith medal is for Josh Kennedy to finally get his own Norm Smith. He's been brilliant for us for years, and I reckon he'll make a massive stamp on the game and get at least 40 disposals. Anyways, everyone, thank you for listening to this special edition of Swan's Big Footy Podcast. Fingers crossed for Saturday, and I really am looking forward to next Sunday and watching the main board melt about our academies yet again. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, let's kill some dogs. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and have a great night. All right, good on.